Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. For Song of the Soul today, we'll be speaking with Peter Fry, one-third of a brand new band which goes by the name Kaziak. You're going to notice all kinds of influences to their music, from folk to jazz to jam band, and beyond that to the purely whimsical. Their first CD is called Beautiful Brontosaurus, if that's any kind of a clue. Peter Fry has a wealth of interests and passions with music on center stage, but also including his studies in political science. I was duly impressed, for example, that he could locate Togo, the country that I lived in for two years as a Peace Corps volunteer. Peter and the other members of Kaziak are a talented bunch and a significant addition to the music scene. Peter Fry joins me today in the Northern Spirit Radio Studios. Peter, thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Good to be here, Mark. I think Kaziak is in the midst of an awful lot of touring. How new or old of a band is Kaziak? We have only been together about two months now. We've lived together for a number of years and all attended St. John's University in Minnesota, but really just quit our jobs in May and are now a full-time band. Well, then how is it, Peter, that you already have a CD out? That doesn't seem possible in just two months. I think this normally takes at least several months. You're right, Mark. It's true. I mean, it can take years and years to make an album. After we graduated in 2008 from St. John's, the group, the musicians, moved down to Austin, Texas. We were just really curious. I mean, almost as if a a Greenwich Village in the 60s 
just a, an, an area that has a reputation for not only a good music scene, but just a, a really neat artistic community and entrepreneurship and a neat place in the States to go live for a while. Uh, we went down there with, again, the three musicians in Kaziak. That's Jed Anderson, Danny Vitale, and myself, Peter Fry. We lived together as a nameless band. Wrote extensively there. I mean, I kind of consider it an incubation period for the music. Have some of our own equipment that we used to record. Got some help from some engineers down in Austin. And a year and a half into our two-year trip in Austin, we started recording and spent about six months making the disc. So you were capitalizing all the funds you're going to need for your worldwide tour, I'm assuming. After you finished the U.S., which has got to be the next few months, then which countries are you going to? Africa, of course, right? Really, really convenient. Our manager, actually, Flora Trevino, was born and lived in Katy, Texas, and her parents are both of Mexican descent. So in addition to Africa, we'd, we'd really like the opportunity to go to Latin America as well, you know, as far as we can go. I think it's convenient that you want to travel internationally. You've got Jed, who's a member of your group, and he already speaks uh, some kind of foreign languages, doesn't he? He does. You know, the, our record, A Beautiful Brontosaurus, uh, begins with Jed mumbling. And actually, Jed had written a neat blog post recently and paid homage to, I believe it was a piano player, Oscar Peterson, who has a song called Mumbles and very cleverly just fit in some of the words from the tunes, and you can actually go on our website. He's translated the mumbles into some sort of English that you can, you can read right on the website. Well, then I'm going to suggest that we start out with a song showcasing Judd's linguistic ability. You want to tell us about Join the Band? Of course. It was actually one of the first songs we wrote as a band. We pull songs from, from a lot of different places. I mean, it, sometimes lyrics come first, sometimes it's a chorus, it's a verse idea, it's a musical motive. Join the Band was actually written while we were on our way down to Austin, Texas from Minnesota. This was in August of 2008. And I remember I'd written the first verse as the lyrics go, I'm tired of looking like pretty boy Floyd. I'm tired of being treated like a rich man's toy, tired of seeing water and no land. I'm pulling some different references. Pretty Boy Floyd is a romanticized character from American history and also a song by Woody Guthrie, later performed by Bob Dylan. Some of the later verses that refer to Bat Boy and the Bearded Lady and so on were just kind of clever jokes, humoristic things that we had pieced together on our trip down. The song is definitely just sort of explains not our intent, but almost trying to describe what we were doing on our trip to Austin. We were, we, I mean, we still are young, but we were young, younger then, just out of school and wanted to join the band and all felt this kind of neat energy and, and believed in the music a lot. So this was the first tune that came out. Here it is. I'm 
Join the band. It's by Kaziak. And Kaziak is three members right now. Today with us, we have Peter Fry of Kaziak. And Peter, I still don't know, where does the name Kaziak come from? It seems like something from Southeast Asia. <laughs> yes, Mark. Kaziak is quite an interesting name. I will let you know that it, it's not Southeast Asian at all. It's actually the last name of one of our best friends from Dallas, Texas, that we, that we met on our way down to Austin. All the members of the group just have this, it's some sort of complicated phobia of a band name. You know, there's so many names thrown out there and this and that, random noun and random verb. And it needs to be, in a sense, so definitive of the music, but you don't want it to sort of pigeonhole you. So we really took our time waiting for something that we all felt comfortable with naming our band. We really, really wanted to find a word that was not previously defined that we could really put meaning to over time. Funny enough, on our website, when people sign up to be a member, a Kaziak member, so to join our mailing list, we ask the question to everybody that signs up, what is Kaziak or what is a Kaziak? And we've gotten some very, very interesting responses. I'm not sure what style of music to call join the band. I guess I feel some jazz influence there. What is your background? What's the background for Jed and Danny? Is jazz part of it, I think? Yeah, another neat question that actually, another reason that it was so hard to title our music. Jed, Danny, and I had played as a rhythm section at St. John's University. Jed and I had played in, in jazz band together. We'd all worked with a bluegrass band on campus. I had studied classical and brought a lot of what I was studying to them. But Kaziak, to us, I feel that all of our songs are, in essence, folk songs. And although we do have an electric bass, electric guitar, a full drum set, organ sounds, piano, clavichord sounds on the record, in essence, we believe that our music is folk music. We've kind of, not to get confused with a style that kind of originated in Britain in the 60s and 70s, we've come to call it electric folk music. Because it, it's, not, it's not acoustic folk with a banjo and a mandolin and a guitar. Rather, we use kind of a rock setting to play our folk music. We should come back to share some of the music that Kaziak has produced. But first, I'd like to, to share some of the music that was influential for you getting to where you are. So I guess I'm kind of seeing here the, the genesis of Peter Fry and of Kaziak. What kind of music would you like to start us out with this exemplar of what has influenced you? I chose a tune Miles Davis recorded called Bye Bye Blackbird. 
I really, as a kid, was just taken by jazz, just by the whole movement. And I think it, it was one of the first times that I, I really, I'd go as far as to call it a cultural revolution, really. I mean, where, where people are, are reaching a level of proficiency with their instruments that was as high, if not better, than classical music of the Romantic period. Except there was this whole phase of just this new concept of improvisation with jazz and to hear the likes of the jazz greats of the 20s and the 30s and 40s just take these simple, simple tunes. I mean, I think of all blues and other standards that just become elongated into these symphonic perfection. So um, I chose this tune, Miles Davis, John Coltrane playing the saxophone in here as well. A really neat piece that I would say is pretty definitive of my instrumental just understanding. Whereas some of the other tunes that I've chosen, I mean, later with Bob Dylan and even a more famous rock band, Fish, this tune oh, just has so much heart, so much soul in it, and there are no words. Contrasts really nicely with, again, what where we'll get to with Bob Dylan, with just a, a poet who's just taking some abstract ideas and piecing them together. So again, this is strictly instrumentalism um, at its finest.
That was a portion of Miles Davis, Bye Bye Blackbird. You are listening to Song of the Soul, and my guest is Peter Fry. He's part of a band called Kaziak. Their website is kaziak.com, K-A-Z-Y-A-K, kaziak.com. You can find them, of course, via my website, northernspiritradio.org. Peter Fry is with us here today. He's sharing some of the music that's part of his Song of the Soul. You said that all three of you attended St. John's. Does that mean that you and the others are Catholic? It does so happen that the three of us were raised Catholic. And I know Jed Anderson comes from a, a large Catholic family. Danny from Hibbing, Minnesota, comes from, I would say, more spiritual family. I'm from Minneapolis proper and two large Catholic families, my mother and father. I was raised Catholic, and honestly, I don't have a huge affiliation to the Catholic Church, but I believe in the spirit of St. John's heavily. I love the community up there. The hospitality is exceptional. Getting to know some of the monks, uh, some musicians, some non-musicians, just been extremely supportive, um, not only of Kaziak, but other musical projects. I'm really fun to be at a point out of school now where we're able to kind of, instead of me being the student and then being the mentor or the teacher, it feels like a relationship of peers at this point. So I I would hesitate to say that music is my religion, but in an essence, I feel that it is. I feel a higher power from discovering new music, from the music that the band creates, just kind of what's going on in my head at any given time. And I feel, I feel at home there. I really do. So given that music is as close as we can have to naming a religion for you, I guess you go to church daily, right? Yeah. You know, Mark, I would say I spend about you know, six to eight hours in my church every day. Something that I really respect about religion in general is its ability to bring people together. And I feel that music, at least what I believe in about music, Kaziak and any other musical project I've been a part of, that that has really, really been the sole intent of it. Well, let's go on to a little bit more of the music that has been influential for you. Where do you want to go next for Song of the Soul? Mark, the next selection I chose was a tune called Desolation Row by Bob Dylan. I I was searching for something for a sort of folk song that wasn't, or I, I guess a folk name that wasn't so visible on the charts, but Bob Dylan being from Hibbing, Minnesota, from having a career that started in the early 60s and is still quite successful today, I had trouble finding something that I wanted to play as much. As a boy, when I first heard Bob Dylan, I was not immediately turned on to it at all. It wasn't until college and and, and really beginning to appreciate literature that I found something really special about Bob Dylan's early music. Something to the likes of Desolation Row, written in the 60s by Bob Dylan. This piece is, I believe, one of Bob Dylan's finest recordings. At at his peak of his folk music phase, you can hear the energy in the room. I mean, there are, be it a thousand, two thousand people in the audience, and he, just one man on stage with an acoustic guitar, just crying this 11-minute ballad, this folk ballad that is extremely powerful to me. I also like the mystery of the tune. People have attempted to make sense of the words, and I don't even, I wouldn't know where to start with a tune like this, but I really am attracted to that abstractness of a tune like Desolation Row. Let's give it a listen. They're selling postcards of the hanging They're painting the passports brown The beauty parlors filled with sailors The circus is in town Here comes the blind commissioner 
They've got him in a trance One hand is tied to the tightrope walker The other is in his pants And the riot squad, they're restless They need somewhere to go There's a lady and I look out tonight From Desolation Road Cinderella, she seems so easy It takes one little one, she smiles And puts her hands into her back pocket Betty Davis style And in comes Romeo, he's moaning He belonged to me, I believe And someone turns and says to him My friend, you'd better leave And the only sound that's left After the ambulances go Is Cinderella Sweeping upon desolation road Now the moon is almost hidden The stars, they're just pretending to hide The fortune-telling lady Has even taken all her things inside All except for Cain and Abel And the hunchback of Notre Dame Everyone is either making love or else expecting rain And the good Samaritan he's dressing He's getting ready for the show He's going to the carnival tonight on Desolation Road Ophelia, she's neath the window For her I feel so afraid On her 22nd birthday She already is an old maid Now to her death is quite romantic She wears an iron vest Her profession is her religion Her sin is her lifelessness And though her eyes are fixed upon Noah's great rainbow She spends her time peeking into desolation That was a portion of Bob Dylan's song, Desolation Roll. It is a bootleg volume that it came from. There is so much in that. What was your major when you were back in college? You seem to have some kind of connection with literature. Mark, at St. John's, I studied political science, and I went into college studying music very, very seriously and kept that going while I got more into literature. And it was actually, it was a a first-year symposium course, a required course at St. John's University that was just, I was reading some neat literature and wanted some more history in my academic diet. 
and music theory and the listening were great, but they were things that I was doing anyway in my life. I mean, at, at that point, just friends and family, we were all turning each other on to different music we were hearing. So I was really craving more out of my ordinary day in college. It was kind of mid-sophomore year that I really dove deep into political theory. It, it was the greats. I mean, it was Aristotle to Plato to John Locke to just newer literature. A portion of my education that I really appreciate, and even what we were discussing earlier with just music of the world, wanting to bring our music to pretty much the far corners of the world, uh, really neat to study political science uh, at St. John's and be able to take courses such as a Latin American politics course, an African politics course, and a Middle Eastern politics course, really helped to put the world into perspective this day and age, and has had a, a significant influence on the music. And as you may notice, with some Akasiak's music, there is a level of abstractness to some of it, but I always feel, just as I said earlier about it being folk music, that there is kind of a deeper message to it. Sharks and Whales, for example, a Kaziak tune that's on our beautiful Brontosaurus record, the band wrote it. Jed Danny and I wrote the words to it when we were reading Billy Collins heavily. And Billy Collins, just being a well-read poet and teacher and just a, an evangelist of literature in general, just inspired this sort of kind of abstract, realistic approach to songwriting. Sharks and Whales is a tune that essentially describes good and evil. I mean, the whale is the peaceful type, and the shark is the aggressive, greedy individual. The tune attempts to explain both in one song.
Nicholas Kaziak, and Sharks and Whales is the song. It's from Beautiful Brontosaurus, which has just come out. You can find it via their website, kaziak.com, iTunes, all those other places you'd expect. Just look for Kaziak, and if you can spell it, you can find it. Again, that song was Sharks and Whales. Clearly had this kind of dreamlike, flowing quality to it. Part of the time during it, I did feel like I was beneath the waves. It seems to me clearly that that's what you intended. Is there morality in there, too? You know, because typically, from anybody's point of view, their actions make sense. A shark does what he does to live. The whale does what he does to live in the way that they live. Are there any uh, the moral of the story for a political science major here? Mark, if, if I knew the answer to these questions, I, I would be, uh, I'd be in all the books. Um, as a political scientist, I learned how to present both sides of an argument one side may appear to be suggestive, but there really there are always two sides in that situation. And a lot of times I'd believe there are two rights. You know, I had similar experiences coming along the way. I was very active in debate and forensics. And in debate, you know, high school and college level, I learned to argue both sides, pro and con. So I could go from one place where I'm arguing this is the best thing in the world to the next round where I have to argue that it's the worst thing in the world. So I did learn to understand both sides. And that was good to be able to see and understand those things. But still, and this is kind of my spiritual point of view, at the same time, I will understand, accept, and listen to all sides. I still think that there is some truth out there that we can all move toward together. And so that's my spiritual thing. It's not that anyone's just right or wrong, but how do we move together towards this thing? And that's pretty hard when you're on the two ends of a life and death argument. You decided not to go into political science necessarily as a profession, or maybe you haven't decided that. Maybe you're just going to use Kaziak as a springboard to, you know, political office, ambassador to some Southeast Asian nation. Yeah, Mark, I agree. And I think the Kaziak philosophy, it's really interesting working with such close friends. For example, the three members in the group very, very, very different personalities. I would call Danny a whale. He is a tranquil, enlightened, if you will, individual who is just as content as can be all the time. I consider myself somewhat of a shark to a degree, but it balances. Our two personalities balance the group extremely well, I mean, kind of philosophically and with the workload on a daily basis. And Danny's what, a carp? Uh, no, Danny, Danny is definitely not a carp. Danny to me is a I'd call Danny a sunfish that's slowly developing into a, an old wise sea turtle. While studying political science in school, I became very fascinated with the informal economy in the developing world, and more specifically just microfinance as an industry, and knew that in addition to my passion for music, I wanted to be somewhat involved in international work at some point in my life. But at the time, uh, wanting to also push a music career, it just it didn't seem that I could have both. So moving to Austin, I got involved with a foundation that worked with entrepreneurs and helped channel some money from the tech community to the nonprofit community in Austin. So a really neat way to see the inner workings of nonprofits in America. It's wonderful to see all of those threads of your study, your life, your passions coming together in your music here for Kaziak. I think there was one more song that you wanted to share in terms of influences for you. I think you've said that Kaziak's music is perhaps some kind of folk, not Bob Dylan, 
as you said, whining on the guitar. It's not a Bob Dylan folk, but a continuation of that maybe story. So uh, what other kind of influences do you want to bring in? As I had mentioned, kind of the electric folk idea that, that we carry on, I, I relate pretty closely to the, I guess you'd call it the jam band movement in America. I feel to some degree that that movement it hasn't ended, but with computers and DJs and electronica, that movement has it's changed a lot in the past 10 years. But go back 20 years, go back to the late 80s in Vermont, a very just renowned and accomplished musical group by the name of Fish, who has been making studio records and playing live shows, again, since the late 80s, has been a, a huge influence of mine. I really like the idea, just their their inclusivity their ability to kind of continually support the artistic community, employ artists, funding through kind of their own charitable work. A very, very, very neat model to follow. The next tune I selected was the title track of the first Fish record that I ever heard. It was actually given to me by my father, an avid music listener, who I owe a lot of my musical interest to, a CD called Billy Breathes. And it was kind of a, it was released in the mid-90s by Fish, and the title track is a very, it's semi-Sharks and Whales-ish, actually. Well, I guess Sharks and Whales is semi-Billy Breeze-ish in its, its calm, relaxed state. Um, but Fish's attempt at the perfect studio album. And I feel like they really pulled it off. The words, again, it's reminiscent to me of folk music at its base. Just pretty abstract words that do tell quite a good story. Very, very pretty harmonies the use of instrumentalism and even just the tonal chances and and risk-taking that's going on in the song is it impresses me every single time I hear it. This is Billy Breathes by Fish. Tumbling greens, a pickup screams, alone above the square.
And that was Fish with their song, Billy Breathes. It's one of the songs that Peter Fry has selected for his Song of the Soul. He's with us here today from a group called Kaziak. Check out their schedule via their website, kaziak.com, K-A-Z-Y-A-K. If you can't remember that, just remember you can always find them via Northern Spirit Radio. Dot org. I am your host for Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet. Please do go to our site and leave us comments. You can listen to all of our programs for the last five years. And you can, of course, comment on this particular program, interview with Peter Fry of Kaziak. I think we've got time for one more, Peter, and I think we better end with one more of Kaziak's tunes. Again, I'm pretty impressed. Partly, it does seem that Kaziak is torn in a lot of directions. Are we a jazz band? Are we a jam band? Are we, am I Bob Dylan reincarnated? Is this something that you struggle to work out between the three of you, between you and Jed and Danny? Yeah, Mark, trying to sell our music for the first time has been a challenge because you really, really do need to choose. You need to choose a market and you need to be able to identify yourself. It's interesting, too, we could play at a folk venue and just bring out acoustic guitars and fill two and a half hours of time, and people would not question whether or not we were an acoustic band. We could play at a, at a rock club, turn up the volume a bit, and entertain a crowd just as well. So I think we're at a, a point musically where we're able to really use that to our advantage, but again, in the selling of our music, it has been challenging. This next tune is a tune called Russian Dragon, and it's actually it's a title that originated on our way down to Austin. The lyrics and the song is performed by Jed Anderson, the drummer. It's the only tune on the record that he performs alone, and I chose it. It has a very, very humoristic element to it. It's not sarcastic, but it's meant to be funny. As I mentioned before, having some timeless threads that run through the fabric of our music, this song is not that. This song is is quite whimsical and just a break from all of the intense thought that goes into the creation of deep, abstract folk songs. You said that Jed is doing all of this, maybe the vocals and that. I thought I heard at least two or three different vocals. Are you, you doing background? Who's that deep voice? Is that Jed when he has an operation? I mean, uh, how do you get all those different voices out of a single Jed? Yeah, interesting. Jed does, he's actually doing the highest parts and the lowest parts in the song, where Danny and I will sing on the chorus. We back him up in the chorus and some sparse three-part harmonies we're doing in the verses. Interesting, Jed actually is on the pursuit of some voiceover work as we're pursuing our musical career. He has a very, very talented voice. Well, let's get funky and whimsical and let's go visit with Rushing Dragon by Kaziak. Dragon, 
Make up your mind, you slice of slime. Dragon. You can jump a fly, but you ain't got no spine. Dragon, dragon, Russian dragon. Dragon by Kaziak. Today for Song of the Soul, we have Peter Fry here with us. Their website is kaziak.com, K-A-Z-Y-A-K.com. Peter, you've got a whole tour ahead of you. Flora set this up for you. Does she just keep pulling in new things every day? Are you going to be booked out for 360 days over the coming year? Oh, I wish, Mark. Flora does an incredible job at running the show, but for hours and hours a day, the whole band is working to create a demand for ourselves. Again, it's so interesting being two months into to our pursuit of being professional musicians. It's a, it's a very interesting ride at this point. Well, I wish you well on that ride. I hope it's whimsical. I hope you get to invent yourself and reinvent yourself constantly like Bob Dylan did. And if he's one of your heroes, one of your original inspirations from Minnesota going out into the world to convert the world to new and deeper and more amazing music, go forth and do great music. Mark, thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure being here. Today's Song of the Soul guest was Peter Fry of the group Kaziak. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org.
and I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy.